Hi, welcome back to The Coco Show, hosted by myself, Colette Creighton, and my co-host, David Schwartz. This is a show where the banter at the top of the episode never ends, and neurodivergent or not, we are here to make you feel less alone about your human experience. We have no expectations, and neither should you. You are listening to another juicy episode The Coco Show. We'll get it right one of these days. Today, we are chatting with Bridget Karen about her life, her story, and of course, you guessed it, her mental health. Her and I met working behind the chair in around 2013, shout out to Pizzazz, and we've just always kept in touch. Like most of our guests, her humor is dark and she loves all things true crime. She's since gone on to find a equally stressful but fulfilling career in nursing. She's uh, working in uh, not urgent care. Yeah, urgent care, right? ER. ER. Emergency room. Um, my therapist, Barb, says that they have the darkest humor, so that's why she's welcome here. She is a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops. She has gentle hands in the heart of a fighter. She's a survivor. Um, but all jokes aside, Bridget has gone through some really scary shit, and she is going to share her story with us today, so buckle up. Today is going to be some heavy hitters. But before we bum you all out, um, let's share our ye fucking haws and our hyperfixations. And I'm going to kick us off. So, of course, per usual, it's a two-parter. My first is David and I got to go out by ourselves on Friday. Yeah. No we had a good-ass time. No husbands. Well, I wouldn't say by ourselves. We had well, friends. We, yeah, we had friends there, but like it, w- it was just the two of us. Just the two. <laughs> we um, did that another episode, didn't we? Probably. Yeah. And then um, his, I'm going to say protege. Uh, one of them, certainly. Um, but, yeah. um, Zona. Uh, yes. Came out with us. And I actually had so much fun hanging out with a 22-year-old boy. He's which the dopest. He's, he's a fucking great. Shout out, shout out to you, Christian, if you're listening. Um, and we got to see our pal Asher. Well, his pal, who I now claim, at a lot of bees. Um dj and he fucking crushed it honestly he was better than the headliner i'm just saying um and we danced the night away we had a great time and yesterday no two days ago i hip thrusted 275 pounds that's my other you fucking hot that's like two davids that's yeah yep um not only did i do it i did it 10 times and then after i did it 10 times i did three sets of hip bridges with 225 pounds for 20 seconds each that's phenomenal Ye fucking Damn. ha. Ye fucking ha. I'm sore as shit, and I'm definitely going for 300 on Sunday. Stay tuned. And my hyperfixation of the week is circling back to our beautiful, beautiful scripted series, Desperate Housewives. <sighs> I fell off for a second, but I'm back, and I'm cruising through season seven, and damn, this shit is wild. It's so wild. And obviously... It only gets crazier, too. I know, dude. It's like when you think there's not possibly something else they can do. They do. And well, and even when you're like, really, would the characters do this? Now you're just like, you know what? I accept it. I accept it. More. I accept my fate. It's, yes. a, it's a white people novella, and I'm here for it. Um, and then, obviously, weightlifting. It's all I fucking talk about. Anyway, David, you have the floor. Well, my fucking high is that I took a goddamn z last night. Woo! 
And uh, I think I actually got a good night's sleep for like the first time in weeks. So definitely going to try that shit again. Like admittedly, I'm a bit groggy, but I'm thinking it's because I'm pretty generally behind on sleep. And mm-hmm. that may be a few days of actually z- that was three Z's like Z equal I like zonking it. out will reset my brain a bit. Um, like I constantly wake up in the middle of the night for no reason because I get antsy or something. And yep. Y'all, I woke up for like. A second or two, and then I just went right the fa- back to sleep for like. Usually, I just stay up, and I'm like, uh, uh, uh. I think the key is to not pick up your phone. Well, yep. yeah, but no, not, like I will just sit there, like I'm staring into oh. the abyss, audience, um, and and just like, or just be like, I can't, I can't get comfortable, and I'll like adjust, and then I'll adjust, and I'll adjust, and then I'll be like Why is it an hour from the time I woke up? And then I'll check my phone, and then. And then it's over. History. And then in the next week, three to four boxes arrive. Could I have purchased something in the night? Yes. Fair enough. Yes, I did. But I got to say, I woke up and I was like, whoa, I feel rested. But it was just so nice to like like instantly fall back asleep. It was really great. That's so so good. Going to keep trying that. Um, I did a little bit of research on that because I was like, is this stuff addictive? And then uh, I, you know, you can abuse anything, but it seems pretty safe. Um, And like it, you're not supposed to use it as like an every nighter kind of thing. Sure. But I'm hoping it might help me like get into a rhythm of sleep. And then my work is just going to kick that in the ass. So I don't even know why I try. So. I love muscle relaxants. So if I, if it's I'm, just an antihistamine. It's just Benadryl without the allergy. Oh. Or, or sorry. Yeah. Correct. That is correct. She is yeah. backing me up on this. Yeah. We have a real yeah. doctor and yeah, nurse. Dyson, in the house. Dyson Hygromine is in almost every like sleep aid. Shit. Knocks you the fuck out. Like how? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't do it. I'm, I have an adverse reaction to it, but it oh. does knock people out. Does it crack oh. you out? Yes, it makes me feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. What? Oh my god, I, I would hate that. Yeah, actually, that's how um, narcotics make me feel. I I yeah. ha- I have to like heavily dose myself with Benadryl if I have to take a narcotic. Oh yeah. Well, that's the same drug. Well, same drug as Benadryl. N- I'm just talking <laughs> about my the Zequil in. Oh, got it. Got Z-Quil it got equals yeah. Benadryl. Same thing. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so my hyperfixation of the week is the Seattle Bride Awards. If you <gasps> yeah. haven't voted for Orion Entertainment yet for Best DJ and Photo Booth, we and would... And overall vendor. And overall vendor would be awesome, but we're not buying for that one. Uh, we would so appreciate it if you would take a second out of your day. You can find the link to do so in my Instagram bio at Orion underscore ENT if we, you don't follow me already. We will also put it in the description box for this episode. Fabulous. I have also been making these stupid, silly little videos that people are loving, and I vow, I will say it live, here on air, that if, if we do win the Seattle Bride Awards, that Miss Dave Fire will be the one accepting the award on stage, not me. Uh, You have to see the videos to get that reference, but I'll bring the glasses and everything. If y'all want to see that, uh, you got to help us out and vote, people. This is a democracy. I didn't know you named her. Uh, I didn't. My uh, uh, my her followers did. (laughs) I'm screaming. I'm pissed. I didn't think of it. It's pretty hysterical. Well, I came up with Dave Fire. Somebody said I was talking like Mrs. Doubtfire. It was a collab, a mix, if you will. Um, All right, Bridge, you got the floor. Okay, this is such a mom uh, 
ye fucking ha, but my sister finally gave me a niece two years ago, and I just got a nephew this week, Woo! and he's the cutest little chunk of just the cutest thing ever. What's his so name? I'm obsessed. His name's Sam, Aww. and he Samuel. was eight pounds, 15 ounces out of my teeny tiny sister, so Aww. he's got the biggest cheeks, and I, all I want to do is kiss him. Her poor vagina. Oh, I know. She did. She did great, though. Were you in the room, like, as a <laughs> no, health, medical I was professional? No, I was my niece. Oh, okay. Mm. No, no. In charge of the, the live. Are you not legally allowed to be a part of a procedure of somebody that closely related to you? No, you're not. Yeah, you're not allowed yeah. to if you're... Um, yeah, I couldn't care for a family member. Not you're not even supposed to if it's like a close friend. Mm. But what if it's an but, emergency and you're the only one I'm, there? Well, then you certainly should apply for a state. I do what I needed to save somebody's yeah. life. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I love I love asking stupid questions like that. Okay, that's not a stupid question. all right. Um, okay, so then, ye fucking ha. Okay, so what's your hyperfixation? Yeah. Hyperfixation. This is so ridiculous because I'm a huge Bravo fan. Yes. But I'm caught up on everything except for Summer House, which I kind of fell off the train. So all I've been doing on my days off is just watching Summer House. And I just, that's all I want to do. As soon as I'm done with this, I'll be watching Summer House. Great. I'm obsessed. It's bad. I love it. It makes me happy. I love it. You know what? I think that's wonderful and sometimes our lives are really difficult and stressful and we just have to um, de deaden the nerves in our minds with some TV poison. Yes. You know? It's so comfy. Yeah, it's so, so comfy. comfy. All right. Well, we're going to take a little dancey dance break and then we're going to get into questions. What are we going to be asking? About her mental health and journey. Were you not listening? That sounds like something we would do. Uh-huh. Let's try this one again. Folks, you are listening to a very juicy episode of The Coco Show. All right, and we're back. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Can you give us a brief synopsis on your childhood? Oof. Well, okay. I'll, I'll uh, break it down. Was the oldest child. Okay. It's just me and my sister. Um, I was the target of my narcissist alcoholic father's um, just verbal abuse. And he was a police officer who was, we'd call it a functioning alcoholic. Mm. He would still go to work every single day, but he was an asshole. And um, he quit real quick. He quit drinking. Fast forward to when my second daughter was born because my stepmom threatened him. And um, he hasn't drank in years, but he's still a narcissist. But yeah, it was uh, not fun. I was the, I was never... Uh, everything I did was always difficult. I was always told I was difficult. Um, I like, why can't you be more like your sister? That kind of thing. So you know, it just really grew into my adult mental health of ne like low self esteem, never feeling like I was good enough to you know do things or deserve things. Mm. So thanks, thanks, parents. It was uh, yeah, it was rough, but my mom was a good mom. Just didn't know how to. Uh, handle my dad kind of thing right you know, which i can understand now at this age having been through a relationship like that but 
you know, there's, it's, it just is one of those cycle of you just continue it on kind of thing. Right. So, which leads us into your first marriage. Yeah. So, um, let's see, he and I met when I was 19 and he was great. He was just super chill and we liked the same movies and stuff. But then I got pregnant at 21. Okay. And we had. Sounds like you guys I, can't I hear, hear my kids, can you? I, I can hear oh, your man, children. It's, it's okay. It, can, it adds to I, the context. Can I reprimand them really quick? Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Please. Girls, you cannot yell. I'm on a podcast. Thank God. Put that in the. Oh, yeah. We're keeping yes. that in. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the trailer right there. Oh, continue, please. Take Norman and muzzle him. <laughs> Okay, so sorry. I'm so sorry. We always support um, reprimanding your children. Absolutely. <laughs> they get reprimanded too much. Um, anyway, so let's see. We met at 19. I got pregnant at 21. And he kind of loved, as a young dude would do, it, he just could not handle it. We separated. I lived by myself for about two years um, when my first daughter was born. And we kind of like, we're seeing each other but not it was rough it was just stupid and I was really high strung still am but I just didn't know how to manage it he didn't know how to manage things at the time it was just really just chaotic and stressful he ended up cheating on me while we were in a you know temporarily back together and years later I found out he had gotten another girl pregnant no nine yeah, nine months after Judas. I had my first daughter, and I found out about this other child when she was three years old. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, also, during our first, like, when we were first together, he went to Albania with his friend, who is from Albania, and at the time, I was briefly aware because we had first started dating he his friend asked him to go marry his sister in albania so that she could come to america and i felt like i didn't have a place but i was like that's really uh it's illegal you shouldn't do this whatever he did it and he remained married to her for seven fucking years of our relationship and the girl never ended up coming over here it was a huge issue to get a divorce so it was hard for us to ever be able to get married um, which was a huge point of contention for him and I. Um, and then wrapped up in that, I found out about this other kid. So we were just a giant shit show of a relationship in our 20s. Uh, we had a second baby four and a half years after we had our first one. And we're living back together and everything. And stayed together for 12 whole years. Wow. Until we, I just couldn't stand it anymore because he's a very unmotivated person. I always have said he's barely got a pulse. Like he just is kind of stuck in um, just, just, he's just stuck. I'm He's very smart, but he's very just stuck. And I'm always like, don't you want more for yourself? Don't you want to go further? He's just I like started a lizard on a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sounds kind of nice. I started prerequisites for nursing school back in the day and he decided to go back to school to get like computer programming or whatever and I was like can you just wait till I get my nursing degree it's just two years you know so that we can like help each other with the kids and whatever and I can get through it he refused he insisted he go back to school at the same time as me and then he quit one one 
class before he was done. And so I had completely dropped out of trying to get nurse my nursing degree. And that was, you know, years and years ago. So it put everything on hold. It all just kind of blew up at some point and I just couldn't stand it anymore. Finally kicked him out. And uh, now we are great friends. We talk all the time. Wow. He's wonderful. He's still stuck. He's still, he's got mm. a roommate. He lives, you know, he lives in, uh, with his best friend who's wonderful, but he doesn't have like a place for the girls to sleep. They sleep on the couch when they go see him and the girls are 16 and 12. They should have their own room at this point kind of thing. Is he sober? But he's just, yes. Always has been. Oh, yeah. oh, so he's okay. Yeah. Was he ever abusive? Um, no, we did get some pretty like heated fights at one point. He, he definitely like, we would, he pushed me at one point. He got in my face a few times, but I think I was really good at pushing him too. We kind of, I mean, I, it's never okay to get to that point, but we definitely were at the point where we were pushing each other's buttons so bad that there was, you know, slamming things and getting in each other's faces Mm. and, um, just at the point where finally that was when I walked away. I said, I'm done. We're, we're leaving and you can figure your stuff out. So, but he's other than that, he's a very, he's always been a very good dad to the girls. He's just left everything up to me to deal with. I've always been the one to schedule, you know, childcare when they were little to figure out appointments, everything, you know? So. Sure. And then, um, and then you had Liza when, your third. So I had Liza. Liza just turned four the other day. Okay. Happy birthday, so Liza. It was two years after um, my first ex and I separated. Oof. Okay. You just want me to go into it? Yeah. Let's just get into it. Okay. okay. So um, let's see. We'll call him. My <laughs> my girls call him Taters because whenever he would talk about potatoes, he would call him Taters. So that's how we refer to him in the <laughs> family so that's how I'm gonna refer to yeah. him if that's all right yeah taters I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna send his name out there he's got an uncommon name so so anywho taters he and I when I was 17 met at a high school at a party I was a big partier and um we dated the summer before my senior year uh he was 21 and had just gotten a back from marine boot camp girls Sorry, everyone. No, I apologize. We love it. Go, go for a drive or something. <laughs> Ferris is old enough to drive, to be clear. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have cared either way. Okay. <laughs> Just take the car. Go, go away. Anyway, so <laughs> we met... Um, when I was 17, he was 21. He was just so cute. And he was just fresh back from boot camp. And he was had these blue eyes. And I just... His, the ab- the abs were abbing. Yeah. He was fantastic. And we partied. And I don't know. I, sh- I guess I should throw this in now. Because as a 38-year-old who knows a lot about this guy... At this point in my life, we were at a party and he, um, he, he likes, he likes to remind me of this when we got back together years later, but, um, the first night we spent together or the first night we met each other, 
we ended up having sex on the football field at the middle school. Hot. And well, it was hot till you said middle school, but there you go. I know. At the middle school, it was the closest. It was if like, it was high school, college, maybe a little better, but middle school? Well, I wasn't I was so drunk. I don't remember. Why were you at a middle school? Red flag. We were close by. We lived in a small town, a tiny little town um, out in the middle of nowhere. Lots of cow fields and stuff. And then the middle school was Got there. it. Okay. So this we was lived just nearby that. It just, the yeah. closest place you yeah. could go at the yeah. time. Got it. Yep. And I think about it now. I was so drunk. I don't. I didn't remember it happening. I remember like bits and pieces of that night. But to think this 21-year-old, I had just turned 17, just took oh, advantage man. of me at you know, 17. Yeah. It's just it's just That's crazy to me. I think how gross criminal. it is. Yeah. So anywho, that at the time, whatever, I was a little smitten with him. And then we parted ways. He ended up marrying one of the girls that he immediately started dating after me. Um, he ended up marrying her right after graduation. She was the only person in the world that I've ever been in a fist fight with. <laughs> Get a did girl. You yeah, did you win? Um, well, we got pulled away from each other, so nobody won. Mm -hmm. A wash. A little disappointing to this day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, she, they, whatever they were married, they had a daughter, and later they had a son. And so uh, skip to like, I don't know how many years after that, we met again. We caught up with each other via stupid Facebook. God damn Facebook. One night I was sitting at home alone after I had left my ex and my girls were with their dad for the weekend and he sent me a message and said, hey, how are you doing? And I was very surprised because we had not seen or talked to each other in like 16 years. Um, I, red what red flag number two? Oh, well, this is a night of red flags. Everybody <laughs> listen up. Okay. So I lived out in North Bend, which is, you know, out by Snoqualmie Pass at this point. And he lived out in Puyallup, which is a long drive. It's the North Bend point, of the South, really. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, he ends up, we talk, and he ends up driving out to me at like 11 o'clock at night, brings a six-pack of beer with him. Yeah, yes. We sat on my couch and talked for hours and hours and hours, catching up. And I'll never forget, I think about this night a lot, because he came up, he was super happy to see me, gave me a big hug, and he brought me a flower, like a rose. Love bombing. Rose. Oh, oh, he was the king of it. So... Uh, we're, we sat on my couch, we talked, we caught up, um, and I had known that he hadn't ha he had lost custody of his daughter. Our daughters Red were this, flag. our oldest daughters. What? Red flag. Let our guest talk. Oh, sorry. Oh my God, I know. I know. So this is, this is the worst. And at this point, everybody in this listening will think, what a fucking idiot. Why would she even... Why? No one would Why? think that. No one no would, one think, would that. think that. Oh, oh. You're good. Just but keep going. I, I was telling Colette to stop interrupting you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, so I, he, he came up and I knew about him not having custody of his daughter. And I knew that he had had a son several years later. And our oldest girls were the same age. 
Um, and I knew that his ex was kind of a crazy bitch. Hate, I've always hated her. And my best friend that I've known since kindergarten has stayed in that like group of people. She stayed in our small town and continued to know everybody because she was in a relationship with uh, Tater's best friend. They've been best friends since middle school. Am I going too fast? Nope. No, you're good. You're doing okay. great. So she still had stayed in contact with Taters and knew like all of the things that were going on. And my best friend is a very intuitive person. I trust her, um, her opinions on who like, or her ideas on how people are more than anybody. She's very, she's very alert and aware of how she's got, she's just a really solid person. So when she told me that she had talked to Taters and said, that he should contact me because maybe we would, you know, it would be nice for us to chat again. And then also knowing that he had lost custody of his kids and knowing how his ex was, she encouraged us to start talking again. So I trusted her intuition that it wasn't him. It was her, the, the ex mm. who was at fault for this. But what I heard was that he was accused of molesting his daughter. And all of us thought, there's no way, that's that doesn't sound like him, whatever. They went through a whole court thing and he was found not guilty. Yes, I know, everybody at this point is like, <gasps> so um, I knew about this and I'm an idiot. But um, so anyway, there's that. He came up, we still were talking. He's blaming it on his ex right away. He's telling me all these bad things about his ex. Another red flag because when you put everything, when you just, you know, shit talk your ex and don't take any credit for any of the problems, big red flag anyway. I feel like people, so, I feel like you don't talk about your ex to your, your ex in the first place. current person right. if it's like not like a long time ago. Like if you're still but but out of shape about it. <laughs> like yeah, you're not supposed to talk. I about wouldn't that. have that conversation with your SO. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this had happened 6 years prior or something like that. So he hadn't seen his kids for 4 or so years at this point. Um and this same night his good friend was messaging him. I think he messaged her in the first place and said, "Oh, I'm talking to Bridget." And she messaged him back saying, don't jump into anything. And he was reading this to me. And I thought it was weird at the time. In like my whole body knew it at this time. Like all of this was in my body. I could feel all of these red flags, but I ignored, I ignored it. I ignored for two full years. Um, but he then said, do you ever want any more kids? And I remember saying to him, nope, because my girls were like 13 and or not 13. They were a little bit younger than that. The, but they were out of diapers. We were moving on. I was, you know, I had mommed all of my 20s. I was ready to do me a little bit. You know, my I love my girls, but they're super enjoyable when they're a little more independent, you know, and don't get me wrong. I love a baby, but I did not want any more kids. Um, and I remember him asking me if I wanted any more kids. And then, um, and I thought it was weird this first night that we hadn't seen each other in so many years. He starts asking me questions like this. Anyway, fast forward. We, he stayed the night with me. We didn't do anything. We fell asleep. He got up the next morning. He left. He went to work. And that morning, 
he started text messaging me and he's messaging me like we had been dating for a while and he's like i can't wait to see you again all i've been able i've just been thinking about you all day blah 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 and i'm thinking okay in my head intuitively i know you don't just immediately fall in love with somebody you can you know have feelings strong feelings or something (laughs) but but it was very like it was so surprising that he like took such it one one night it was just you know a few hours of a night that we hung out and then he's just like i just can't stop thinking about you blah blah blah. and i knew it was wrong in my gut but i wanted it to be real i really wanted it to because i think of him as i did when i was a 17 year old if that makes sense exactly it was very much like i'm thinking of how i felt at 17 and how like it made me i don't know it just took me back to a different place so anyway he immediately starts coming up and staying with me almost every night for the first week and then immediately i mean just the love bombing he made dinners he one night he took the girls while I was at work, he took the girls to go bowling. And mind you, I know about his history and what he's been accused of. And of course there's me as a mom who's immediately like, I'm gonna make sure my girls are okay because though I don't think he did anything wrong, I'm going to be very aware. Luckily he has never done, like he never did any, anything at all to my girls. He immediately, he took them to like go bowling. He was alone with them only like to go bowling. And then, um, sent me a bunch of pictures of them bowling. Like, Hey, we're doing this. Aren't I great? I'm so wonderful. I bought them pizza, blah, blah, blah. But, um, he never had, you know, time alone with them otherwise. And they have, and I have discussed things. So I promise everybody they have always been safe. (laughs) So he's like charming my kids. The girls are like, oh yeah, he's fun, whatever. I think my oldest instinctively knew that he wasn't. Um, And then very quickly, he started um, getting like, oh, the girls, the like picking at the way that I was with my girls. I was very close with my girls. We talked we always hung out like we would play we dancing every night we we liked to play board games and he started making it like as soon as i would sit down to play with the girls at night he'd just head up to the room and i'd be like don't you want to you know hang out with us and he started like making this i had to kind of choose him or the girls and that was really like making me physically very like in my stomach i started to get that heavy feeling the ick um Yes. And, but still wanting it to be like, okay, no, you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just that he misses his kids so much that it's hard for him to be around my kids. Some bullshit I was just trying to make up in my head. The first night that I knew things were really wrong was, okay, he was a big drinker, always, always had beers. Um, And I started to think he must have been on something else at the same time because he would make dinners and he would make really good dinners. He'd go grill, but he would, he would take forever. And I'm saying, I'm meaning like he would make me a plate of food and bring it up to me. And then he'd be downstairs in the kitchen. I don't know what he was doing for like another 30, 45 minutes while I'd be eating by myself. Then he'd come up and he'd sit down and he'd eat some of his food 
He barely talked to me. We'd watch some TV. It was just very weird. And one night I was always, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what is taking you so long? Or he'd go out to his work truck and he'd stay out there forever. And I'd be like, just come, what the fuck are you doing? Just come hang out. But I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be rude. So one night we're at my house, my girls are gone with their dad. He comes up to me, brings me my plate and he says, here, here's your dinner. I'm going to go get mine. Pick a movie, any movie. And I said, what do you feel like? And he said, pick anything you want. I'm quoting anything you want. And I said, okay. So I pick, I go through a bunch of movies and I'm like, let's watch Dazed and Confused. Great movie, whatever. He comes back up like 30 fucking minutes later when I'm almost done with my dinner and I hit play. He goes, really? We're watching Dazed and Confused? And I sat, and at this point I had started painting my nails because I was done with dinner. I was fucking waiting. He gets pissed off that I chose Days and Confused. And I said, well, you, you know, you said to pick anything. What do you feel like watching? I, he immediately goes into, well, and you're just sitting here and you're painting your nails. You're not even going to hang out with me. And I was immediately like, what the fuck just happened? He starts yelling at me. He storms down the stairs. He's telling me, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And he just sits down on the couch. He ends up falling asleep on my couch. I'm left going, what did I do wrong? And that's when it really started. I remember sitting upstairs thinking, none of this was okay. None of this was okay. And this would be a trend that went in a fucking circle constantly going forward. And it would get progressively and progressively worse. And I just, I will never forget that night because it was so jarring to be like, you literally just told me. And you've been gone so what you expect me to just sit here and wait for you third while you're doing god knows what i can't paint my nails because that is i don't understand i didn't understand and i just let it go because I was maybe this is just a bad night so i went to visit my best friend down in alabama several weeks later the one who reconnected us and he ruined my entire trip by we were fine when i left at this point by the way I was pregnant because he had talked me into having another baby. Uh, and this is only two months into it, by the way. Two months. We had been, I had, I, I knew though, I knew that things were not good. He said he loved me literally a week into it. And at that point I was like, wait, what? I remember feeling a jolt of like, oof, this is wrong. But anyway, talked me into it. We got pregnant two months into it which again, I was so like, I just felt like I didn't have any control of this situation. And um, wow, I'm probably going a little too fast. But no, so no, no. So, so that obviously wasn't the final straw because then. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. No. There's so many times where it should have been. But so no. what, what was the final straw? Um, the final straw was I... After I had the baby, things got so much worse and I was so scared of leaving her with him because he was always so drunk that, um, and he was so awful. He, he got progressively worse. He could not stand my girls. Everything that my girls did, he could not stand it. He would, I would go to work, mind you, I was a CNA at this point and then I was an ER tech. So I hadn't gone through nursing school yet and I was working in, in it like a busy ER, I'm busy doing physical work. And um, 
I'm getting text messages, just these long, like paragraphs of text messages telling me what the girls had done and blah, blah, blah. I, th I at that point had been trying to do my best to keep my girls safe. They had uh, bedrooms in the upstairs. So I was kind of like, just go upstairs, just stay, like, just go. I was trying to keep them separated and I wanted out, but I didn't know how to get out. And I was feeling so confused about, I was really depressed. I was honestly like, I can't keep doing this. I knew you would feel it. It would get really good for a minute because he would like charm me and he would go buy stuff for me and then he'd buy stuff for the girls. But immediately that was like, I, I would have to pay for it because he was, he would get pissed at me. Like I do all of these things for you guys. I go buy the stuff for the girls. I go buy the stuff for you. And then you're not even appreciative of it, which was not true. But I knew that it was going to come at a cost. So I got to the point where this was so, I was physically drained. I was so exhausted and I couldn't handle all the messages. And one night he, I, my family had come over and he barbecued and they came over. He didn't talk to us at all. He sat down and ate with us for a few minutes and then he left. And my family was here and he went down in our room and just ignored everybody. They were leaving. He didn't even come out and say goodbye. And I knew, I knew it was going to be a fight. I knew it, but I was so frustrated because I was like, how dare you? My family is so welcoming and kind to you. And I deal with your fucked up family. And I came downstairs and I said, what, what's going on? Like, why couldn't you come say goodbye to my family? They just left. And they're, they were asking why you didn't even, you know, what, what's wrong? And he, I could tell he was so drunk and he would get to the point where he was just like, his eyes would change. He has really bright, light blue eyes and his eyes would change. I'm not kidding. People say this and they were wow. like dark and he looked at me and I'm standing maybe 10 feet from him. And I said, you know, you hate your dad because he has a dad who was abusive and horrible and treated his mom like shit. And I said, you hate your dad so much. But I said, really? I think you drink and you act like this because you are your dad. And he came at me Whoa. and he grabbed me behind the arms. He sh like shoved me to the ground with my arm behind my back. Like he, I couldn't move. And I was kicking at him to try and get him off of me. Finally, I got him off of me. And I said, don't you ever fucking touch me again. And I screamed at him. He was so immediately, I think it snapped in his head like, oh, fuck. Because well, you, you were fucking right. My, yeah. And he and my dad is a police officer, a retired police officer. And my family has money mm. that we could take everything away from him. Like, I will take everything away from you. And he then at this point turned it into how he's a victim because he laid down on the bed. And mind you, this guy had guns and that always really bothered me. There was a gun in the drawer next to our bed, which we also got in a fight about because we had an, a, like a little girl who was going to be a toddler. And I said, I do not want this in reach of a baby. It needs to move. We got in a fight about it. But anyway, he had a gun next to his bed. We had a rifle up in the closet and he goes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go, I'm just taking, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to go kill myself and turns it into this. Poor me. I'm such a victim. Everything is, you know, like been taken away from me because everybody else is horrible. So then there's me trying to tell him, do not leave, do not leave. Cause I didn't want him to go kill himself. At this point, I'm like, I should have just let him go. Cause he wouldn't have, he's too much of a narcissist to go do that. He would have just ended up drunk in goddamn ditch or something. What a read. 
But that was the tipping point, and I was just like, I got to find a way out of this. The night that I finally kicked him out, we got in an argument. I don't, it was probably over the same bullshit we always got in an argument over. Um, he was always mad at me, always. And he, I wanted to talk to him about it because I was like, we can't keep going on about this. Another thing was, he refused to have sex with me. Oh. We, it was like, he would tell me how much he loved me and how beautiful I was and stuff. And mind you, at this point, I was looking real fucking good. Okay. And, um, not to sound, I look like shit right now. I've like, I, I'm a disaster of a human at this point in my life, but I was looking really good. I wouldn't even get up and not put makeup on. I always looked good around him. He refused to have sex with me because he started holding it over my head because he knew it bothered me. I was like, what's wrong with me? It, that was another power struggle. That was another thing. In fact, I think that's why we got in that fight that night. Because I was like, you don't even, you don't even cuddle me. You don't do anything. I, it, you act like I revolt you. I don't know if you're seeing somebody else or whatever. We start yelling at each other. He always put head like earplugs in at night. And he sat up and he got on my face. He's yelling at me. I have lots of recordings on my phone of him yelling at me because I would be so, like, I was so frustrated and he would say things and he would do things and then he would deny it. So I have like 10 recordings on my phone. I would just hit record so that I could have evidence of it for later. And this was one of the nights that I hit record. And he's screaming at me, screaming at me. I called my best friend sobbing and he's yelling. And then I call my sister and they're like, get rid of him. And he comes and sits in the bed. He gets in my face and he's like, you're just a fucking piece of shit. And he took his headphones and he flicked them right in my face. And I was like, that's it. I got up, I called the police and I said, I want him out of this house. This was not the first time I had called the police on him. So they were aware, um, he always left before the police showed up but uh they he again he left he his mommy lives right down the street from <laughs> us so he would go to his mommy's great and um i said don't come back i said do not come back come get your shit and be gone and that was it that was i finally got him out he would after that just he was angry because immediately i got a lawyer my parents helped me and i wanted to make sure that my little one was going to be safe. And I refused to send her to somebody who was always so drunk that they couldn't even function. Cause I know there were some things that happened that I am still not sure what exactly happened, but I like, she had a bruise on her stomach once that I was like, where is that from? What is that from? But he was always so drunk. He's like, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And so, I, and I was, which is another reason I had to get him out because I couldn't leave her with him. Right. Um, did, so did you sue his ass? Oh, well, no, but he did lose all, well, he, the, the judge said if he doesn't get, he has to get one year of treatment. He has to get a mental health and alcohol evaluation. And um, then he can slowly progress in the amount of time he can have custody of her. He didn't respond at all. And I'm telling you this, he is his, he is his own victim because I've been told in the last three years, because he hasn't seen her in three years, that I'm like, I took her away from him. I did all of this. That is a hundred thousand percent bullshit. He had every chance. He knew he could go to court. He didn't even have to get a lawyer. He can write his own defense. Like he could have gone and said, you know, his side of it. But he didn't even go to court. 
So immediately, everything was ruled in my favor. He, if he doesn't get a mental health and alcohol evaluation, if he doesn't work on treatment for at least a year, he will not see her. Ever, she is my full custody. He pays me child support because the state immediately started taking it from him, which is garnish good. those but, wages. Yeah. Oh, they are every month. And he <laughs> tells everybody how much money I'm taking from him. I didn't do it. My lawyers got like made sure that it works with his, you know, all the money that he makes. And I get a pretty decent amount. Thank you, Washington State. But he's never tried to contact me. Never tried to get her back because I think at this point he's lost his kids now with not just me and he's such a narcissist he can't like face lose like going to fight and losing so he's just going to make it look like it's my fault honestly an ideal situation uh, you have no idea kind like of, yeah. I thank God all the time sometimes I get scared that he's going to come back and fight me but then I'm like nope he's so like He's so set in his way. He's never going to do How it. How many years ago and was this? It's been Four three years. Because it was it was right at the start of COVID. Um, I kicked him out in Great. April of 2020. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So we have time for two more questions. I want to know how this has affected your mental health. Like, if, how are you, how you doing? I'm not okay. I think at first I felt a lot better. I was like, okay, I'm okay. And I, I was working on, I was, I was losing weight. I was looking good. I was getting back into working out. And then I think a combination of COVID and this, I have been more depressed than I've ever been in my life. Um, which is why I've gained, I'm going to cry. I've gained a ton of weight. I look, I feel terrible, but I also have my nursing career now that I love. So I'm constantly battle with myself. Like life is good. Why are you so depressed? But I think it was just, it took a toll afterwards, you know? It was just yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. I think about it a lot. I don't trust any man. I'm I'm single for good. But, you know, not great. I'm not great. Are Therapy's you... good. Okay, so we're in therapy. Yeah. We're getting help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, last question. What What are your words of wisdom for anyone struggling in this type of domestic violence situation? Uh, get, like, follow your gut and get out. Like, there are people to help you. There are ways to get out. And it's dangerous to get out in most cases. But keep records. Keep track. Record things. Keep yourself, like, set yourself up so that you can leave and have something to fall back on and tr just trust your gut, just get out. And if you're in it at the beginning, if your body has like a visceral reaction to something, that's just a natural instinct that's telling you to get away. Wow. Like it's never gonna get better, never. It doesn't change, it gets worse. Mm. So what's, what's next for you on your like self-love healing recovery journey? Well, um, you know, just therapy and my girls are wonderful and we've had lots of lots of talks about it and therapy and I just want to make sure they're okay. My goal is to just get us all through it. And I finally took a vacation. I went to Cancun for the first time ever with my best friend a month ago. And that was the start of feeling really like, okay, let's move on with life. You know, like let's go forward and do nice things for ourselves because I'm really bad about doing that. I'm yeah. I'm happy to hear you are 
doing things for you and for the record I think you're doing amazing and you're you are a very strong woman and I have always admired you and I think you're doing your best and it's hard out there And, and you have to keep three other people alive plus your menagerie of animals and I and also I I would like to remind you and all of our dear listeners that our bodies are the least interesting thing about all of us. That's true. It's That's true. The least interesting thing about you, me, the world. True. Um, and with that, that brings us to the end. And next week, our darling Atlas Hernandez will be back with us to oh, talk fun. more about their relationship with gender and gender identity. Same. And as always, y'all can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Coco Show Pod. And you can buy merch and listen to all episodes at thecocoshow.com. And you can email us your ye fucking haws at thecocoshowpod at gmail.com. As now, before we, we go there, I just want to thank our guests for being so vulnerable and just sharing your story with everyone here today. I know this was not easy for you, but. Uh, oh, thanks, guys. Thank it you feels for good to get it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, you got to You got to move the energy. You got to move the energy. And hopefully this is just another part of your healing journey and will help you get closer to solace. Or at least some semblance of it. Yeah, yeah. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.